Welcome to the Confident Couples Podcast, episode 54. On today's episode, we're talking to Jonna Phillips of the Engagement Coach Podcast. Jonna is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and on today's show, we're talking to her about getting help before you get married, and we share why we turn down premarital counseling. Let's get to it. So we're here live with Jonna. Jonna is a therapist, and she's going to tell us a little bit today about what she does with couples. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and so I've been in the field for, as a licensed therapist, probably about 10 years, probably working with couples over like 12, 15 years. I started out working with mainly military couples and then kind of shifted into um, more uh, psychiatric type of care. But I've always had a huge interest in couples, specifically premarital engagement type of counseling, coaching. And then just since uh, we've lived in Michigan for the last year and a half, I've really started to try to go more in this direction of the engagement coaching. And partly is, I call it engagement coaching, so I like to talk a lot about that, is different than what I would consider premarital therapy for two reasons. One is, for me, therapy has a different connotation to it. I do different work when I do therapy. Um, Typically, somebody has to have a diagnosis. So I think those things are really important to kind of differentiate somebody. There might be a crisis So there's different things I do in therapy than I would do in coaching. Not to say somebody in an engagement season might not need therapy because that has happened before, um, whether it's the individual or the couple, due to various reasons. And so, however, so I look at engagement coaching as just really kind of an informational gathering period and trying to stay like take the stigma out of like what it means to get couples therapy and the stigma, that's something religious people do. Yes. yes. And so that's like a huge thing for me is I grew up in a more, not necessarily my parents, but just um, in college and after college, I actually even went to a seminary for my master's. So in a more conservative realm. And I just think for me, it has definitely evolved, but also just that I think understanding spirituality and your religious views and everything that is an important part of the engagement coaching process. But like, I just want it to be something that every couple does and anybody who loves each other, (laughs) you know, does. And so I don't think the other thing with that is I've seen where it has been pastors or individuals that lead people through this process that maybe don't have the skills and training, you know, like they're, maybe they're great pastors and they're great teachers, you know, but not necessarily as their skill set with let me help you understand your family of origin or let me like work through conflict with mm. you and so letting you know experts be the experts at what they're the experts of you know and so yeah. um, I just think that's a really important differentiation for me and I love working with you know any couple that wants to do this work So that was a really long answer. (laughs) I love it. And I think it's really cool that we're here talking to you because so much of our podcast is just us talking about what we do and what's worked for us. We're not professionals. No, we're not professional. 
counselors of other couples. We just want to share what we do that works and hope that maybe it resonates with someone. So I love that we have the ability to talk to you about the kind of challenges that young couples might face and why they might seek out a therapist or trained counselor Mm. to help them work through that. So can you talk a little bit about why someone might come to you and what kind of outcome they would be looking to find? Yeah. So as far as like the engagement coaching, I would say, well, this is my biased opinion. Any couple that's engaged, (laughs) find engagement, like a coach or counselor kind of, again, there's different things I do. And it's like one thing is I give the people an option or the couples an option of what assessments they would like to do. And so there is one called the the Enneagram assessment. And that's really kind of up to the couple. I don't like to say you have to do this with me. It's just, again, a resource, a tool that I find helpful for couples to understand their personality. There's another one. It's called the Prepare and Enrich. And it's a really fun assessment in the sense that it has you take the assessment separately. And then I get the results. And then we go over them together. But it looks at your values around work-life balance, your Mm -hmm. family of origin, um, intimacy, finances. Uh, So it's really interesting to get the results. And, you know, a lot of times couples will be like, oh, yeah, like totally knew that we were different than that. I wouldn't say it's like going to raise like red flags, but it's going to raise like the yellow flags or it says in that assessment even like these are just things that you're going to want to look out for. You know, these are potential ways, again, that you're probably going to see things differently. It's not right or wrong, but it's like a great tool just to like not blame or shame. It's just like, okay, like if you want a long relationship, what are you willing to do in order to, to do that? And so that's part of like my process with couples. And typically I like to do, it's up to them again, but like four or five sessions before they get married. And then I always, always schedule one three to six months after the wedding. And ideally, I would love to follow up with couples like, you know, um, I call it like the PRN therapist. Um, so as needed, yeah. you know, mm. so you know what, we're just off, we're in a slump and we keep getting in the same argument again and again. To me, that's the cue, like, oh, maybe we should go talk to somebody. And I look at it as preventative care. Well, most people, not me, but like take their car in to get an oil change, you know? <laughs> uh, You're supposed yeah, to be so. Yeah, you know, so it's like you take care of other things in your life. Like, you know, why don't we take care of our relationships? <gasps> that seems so true. I think so often we think that everything's just going to go fine. And the only reason we would think about seeking help is if things are really bad already. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea of preventative care for a relationship. And getting some help from a professional if you're not quite sure how to communicate successfully or you are having the same argument over and over again and haven't been able to work through it. It's changing the paradigm from what a lot of, I feel like a lot of couples have, like the cathartic bar conversation. It's like, well, you know, it's just always like this Mm. or it's always worse like this. And really what they're saying is, well, this is what it was always like for my mom and dad. So this is what marriage looks like. You know, we don't really on the same page. We don't really get along that often. We argue regularly. You know, we don't really see eye to eye. But you know what? 
that's just the way it is. They call that marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting about that you said that because that's like maybe like I have such a strong reaction to that. Like it's just the way it is. And, you know, for me, it's like, well, that's a choice. Yep. You know, and I get um, like if I have been living a certain way for like 30 years, that's a really difficult transition literally for the brain to make. You know, I've worked with teens and it's a lot easier for them to kind of shift. And the older we get, the, the harder our brain pathways have been established. So it takes a lot to say, you know what, like, let me pause here and see if I could change the way I'm seeing this. But to do that together as a couple is also saying I care enough about you to maybe to pause and look at it from where you're coming from. And I, again, you know, part of it is I say a lot of times like communication is an art that's not often taught. And so depending on the family you come from, maybe you didn't see conflict at all. And, you know, and so my parents have a great marriage, you know, and I'm like, maybe, you know, and maybe they really do. But at the same time, they could be also generational. And then even like, okay, that was your parents' narrative. What do you want yours to be? Mm. That was your parents' story. What do you want your story to look like? And so to really identify that even in the engagement season, like, what do you want this season to look like? You know, what do you want? Like, I like to think of life more in semesters. Maybe because I went to school for so long, (laughs) you know, so like, what do I want this next semester to look like? I mean, I think it's great to have long term, but just even, you know, as a relation or a couple, like identifying that can be a really healthy practice. And so even with the engagement season, they're focusing on so many other things and to take time for the relationship again. I think that's so indicative of the long-term relationship. There's going to be so many other things you're going to focus on in your, your professional development, your kids, your, your bigger family system. But if you don't practice taking time for your relationship now, it's going to be that much harder. Yeah, I want to dive into that because that was something really interesting that you said to us earlier today that the engagement season a lot of times brings up a lot of challenges in a short period of time that a couple is going to also face over a long period of time when married, like figuring out how to deal with each other's families, figuring out how to how money is going to be spent, and are you on the same page about that? Can you negotiate how that's done? I loved that concept, mm-hmm. and I think that it's really special that you help couples in their engagement season when they have the wedding to talk about and look forward to instead of just problems in front of them. Do you find that to be the case? Yeah. You know, I, my little tagline is like, enjoy your wedding day, invest in your marriage, you know? And it's just like, again, in what I mean by that is almost like invest in yourself and in your partner. And so invest in getting to know yourself. Like, why does this bother me so much? when they do this versus just brushing it under the rug or, or even saying a lot of times, you know, oh, there must be something wrong with me. I say all emotions are information. You know, there's not good or bad. They're just a cue that there's something going on with me. It's like 50% of our brain. So we might want to listen to them, you know? And so just like, okay, I'm feeling really anxious. I'm like really scared or I'm really mad. Okay. What's that about? So doing that um, introspective work and then coming to your partner and being able to say, the kind of a classic therapy line when you did this I felt this but again that takes practice and it's really hard and I'm a therapist I had somebody once say to me um 
what is it like to be married to you? Oh, <laughs> like, no. You know, like a client. <laughs> he's like, and I, and, you know, I'm very transparent in the sense of, you know, it's one thing to talk about it and it is just as hard for me to do it. I mean, I think if anything, therapy keeps me accountable of like, oh, like I really don't want to have this conversation with my partner. However, I also want my partner to know me mm-hmm. and I want I don't want it to result in a bigger conflict later. So that's why it's important, you know? Mm -hmm. So just kind of changing the paradigm around having difficult conversations even. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. tell me about that phrase, because I've heard it said before, you said, when you did this, I felt this. Mm -hmm. And actually, I've never been taught that technique. mm -hmm. I think a lot of people that say it assume that we've all heard it. But Mm -hmm. just in case our listeners haven't, can you teach us that communication technique? Yeah. So it is like saying basically I statements. So a lot of times what we'll do is well, you didn't take out the garbage and you're, you know, maybe a name after that or something, mm-hmm. or just you, you, you. There's no, like, even um, identifying the, the, the emotional response you had in that. So, like, another way of saying it would be, like, I felt misunderstood or I felt really hurt that you didn't do the things that I asked you to do. And so it's owning versus blaming. It's just, and I think a lot of times it makes you do your work first. So I had a, a friend once who said she was working, not be being dependent on her partner's response. And this was probably over 10 years ago. And I do this in my individual work and my couple's work of like, if you're not ready to share this information without your partner's response, sending you like one way or the other, like an extreme, like really high or really low, you're probably not in a place yet where you can share it. So you got to do some of your own work. So I'm sharing it because it's important to me. Like I can't control your response, you know? And so that, again, that goes back to that statement. Like, so I felt really scared when you walked out. Yeah. And then even sometimes you can have even more insight. Like I felt really scared when you walked out. That's how my parents ended their relationship. I just, Mm -hmm. I have an image of seeing my mom walk out of the house and, you know, this, this didn't happen to me, but I'm just saying, you know, like this could be an example of what's being triggered in that moment. Yeah. yeah. So instead of yelling and saying, don't you ever walk mm-hmm. out on me again, mm-hmm. kind of turning it around into a more personalized statement. And even like I've, I've had, you know, clients say, well, you need to do this or you should do this or it's your job to, you know, do this. And versus like, it would be really helpful if you did this or in order to feel loved, it would mean a lot if you did a check-in with me every night and asked me, like, what was your ritual saying? How was your day? How was your day? You know, so mm-hmm. identifying, there's a famous business entrepreneur, Simon Sinek, and he's like, identify your why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I think about that even in this, this kind of a context, like, why is that important to you? Yes. You know, so understanding that for yourself. Yeah. So these are like the fun thing. Like I get super energized when couples do this work because the other part of this is I have worked with couples like as a, I would call it, you know, I don't like, well, I would, I'll just be honest, like a latch ditch effort. Yeah. Like, Oh, you know what? We're going to get divorced, but let's go see a therapist. Rubber you know, stamp this baby. Yeah. You know, and it's a different conversation if that's like a mutual agreement and they want to work through what that, you know, transition is going to look like versus, it's just at that point, if somebody's already checked out of the relationship, yeah. it's really difficult. And my goal, again, is like the preventative work. And um, the other part of it is Eli and I are both in the military, my husband and I. And um, 
a lot of couples get married for various reasons in the military, like deployments coming up or, you know, it's a very emotional decision mm. and not to say that I'm don't make emotional decisions as well in that, you know, but like, just like, okay, but like, let's like have a logic too. Yeah. So you're marrying a different human being, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so let's just sit back a minute and look at some of the like you said the rose colored glasses let's take those off just yeah. for a second you can put them back on i don't mind them but you know like i want to look at a little bit of the reality of what this is going to look like for you mm-hmm. well i really appreciate hearing some of these communication techniques and from my perspective those are the types of things that can really benefit a young couple who's just getting engaged that maybe doesn't have the skills for great communication and to wrap it up i wanted to just Tell our listeners that Bud and I actually refused premarital counseling before we got married. Like require that? I was afraid that our minister was going to require it, and I remember thinking, "We're good. We don't need that. We love each other. We have gotten along for a lot of years, and I don't want to be preached to about how we're supposed to treat each other because I think we have it figured out." Well, I think that it was on a religious mindset too, where we weren't presented with an option like what you're working on. And I think that that, there's plenty of space for both. The the space is completely dominated by religious centric uh, right now. And, you know, the work you're doing is going to present new options to new couples that should be taking advantage of it. Right. Um, Yeah. So you don't have have to have that background or those beliefs in order to tap into your relationship at all right and sometimes it's interesting because i even see couples who don't in some ways have a healthier discussion about that you know Mm. because sometimes again whether it's your family of origin or your religious system that if you're not aware can put a lot of like well this is what your relationship is supposed to look like or should like like versus like well what do we want it to look like Mm yeah 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 so what would be your advice to young bud and sarah who said no thank you to any sort of help or advice before we got married about how our marriage should look if someone is of that mindset what would you say to them to encourage them to do engagement coaching yeah you know i would say Maybe it's not for everyone. I would say do something. Do something that you're investing in your relationship. Again, like, you know, whether you go to retreat weekend, whether you do a class, whether you listen to a podcast together and just have discussions, but have the conversations. I think sometimes having a facilitator, again, can be super helpful. And then again, when other things come up, because there will be other things that come up in your relationship that might be a little bit more difficult to navigate. You already have somebody that's like knows your story because that's half the battle yeah. is just finding somebody you feel comfortable. I always say finding a good therapist is like dating. Oh, <laughs> you know, wow. you know? yeah. And so um, you got to make sure it's a good fit. You owe that to yourself and your partner. Yeah, I really encourage couples with that mindset or any kind of mindset of just being maybe open to, oh, well, maybe there are some things that, you know, we aren't communicating on the best or we are, but like, what are some of our other blind spots? And And you really can work mm -hmm. through those. Right. And it also, dare I say, it could be fun. Yeah. Yeah, Like I try to keep it just really like, this is an exciting time and I want to have fun with people. And I love hearing people's stories. I'm a romantic. I love, I could keep the rose colored glasses on all the time, you know? And so, but 
I also want people to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in relationships. It's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing with the Confident Couples. Where can they go to find out more about you? Yeah, so right now, the best place to find me is on my business website. It's www.bravecounselingandcoaching. And my podcast will be launching in February. So there is more to come on that. And so I do have an Instagram page, The Engagement Coach. And that's where I'm going to be launching most of my information. Great. Well, we'll be sure to share that out. Thanks so much, Shauna. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Confident Couples Podcast. If we've helped your relationship in any way, we'd love to hear about it. That's what keeps us going and keeps us recording these episodes. Let us know by submitting an anonymous contact form at budandsarah.com or send an Instagram message to at budandsarah or best of all, leave a positive review on your podcast app. We hope to hear from you and we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.